Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Prediction Podcast. I'm Daniel. I'm Daniel. What? No! <laughs> and I'm Sean. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, uh, I'm just still in shock. Um, I am the prime Daniel. The one and only Daniel. Yes. The Daniel Alpha. Yes. I'm Dalpha. <laughs> and that's what we're calling you now <laughs> and uh dalpha welcomes you to this podcast <laughs> which has suddenly become an episode of star trek the original series <laughs> uh yeah this has been a weirdly eventful week yeah. um weirdly eventful and also not much actually ended up happening um <laughs> we'll uh we'll go into that in a hot minute but first corrections from the previous episode yes uh First off, in our last episode, Underdog Franchises, we talked about Rhythm Heaven, and I mentioned lots of reasons that uh, that one could be led to believe that a Rhythm Heaven character was going to be in Smash 4, mm-hmm. but was removed at some point in development. I forgot to bring up the best argument, and that is that Smash 4 was data mined, and there was a Rhythm Heaven logo in the files. That is important. Yes. I neglected to (laughs) mention that, and I think that was a very strong argument for my case. Sure. As you all may know, if a franchise has a logo in Smash Bros., that means it is at the very least represented by a stage, if not a character. Right. So the fact that there was no Rhythm Heaven stage or character, but a logo was still found in the files is very solid evidence that... uh, (laughs) It might have at some point in Smash Force development. This is like the Smash Switch or the Smash Switch Prediction Podcast equivalent of working a murder case and you're presenting your findings and then at the end you go like, Ah, oh, I forgot that the knife was right there. The murder <laughs> weapon is right there. Oh man. Butterfingers. <laughs> Oops, I, I I forgot it. Butterfingers. <laughs> It's, it's like I slipped my butterfingers all over my brain and got amnesia. That is why those two sayings make perfect sense together. Well, you know, he had butterfingers, so he dropped the knife and it hit him on the head and he had amnesia. <laughs> Just slipped right out of his hands. like <laughs> uh, Detective, you seem to have a knife impaled into your skull but i don't remember (laughs) got the old butter brain (laughs) (laughs) anyway also i made a pretty big slip up i was talking about golden sun in the last episode and i implied that golden sun was basically nintendo's first original rpg series right uh completely forgot about earthbound (laughs) i don't know how that happened because i fucking love earthbound Eh, you know what are you gonna do Sometimes there's a lot of these franchises to keep track of. Yeah. And the order they came out in. You can't possibly understand all the facts that we, Smash Predictioneers, must keep in our butter brains at one time. Anyway, let's go on to some news that we got this week. Okay. As uh, as always, I feel safe saying as always now. Yeah. Uh, there's our weekly Smash music mm-hmm. every Tuesday night. The Smash Bros. website uploads a new track from the upcoming game this uh these past couple weeks haven't been as filled with bangers as 
the past. Nothing has topped Gangplank Galleon, I don't think. Hmm, speak for yourself. Actually, that's true. <laughs> but I, I still think the tracks we got are pretty good. The mm-hmm. first was the Yoshi's New Island main theme by Shota Kagayama. He is the music lead for Gen 5 and Gen 6 of the Pokemon franchise. This one was fine for me, but definitely the least excited that I've been about a Smash song so far. Yeah, I I think it's the weakest of the bundle we've gotten, but I think, like... I think that's just because the Smash Bros. Ultimate soundtrack so far is fucking nuts. There's that. Um, I also think that, like, to be clear, I don't think that it's Shota Kageyama's fault. Yeah. I just think that when you're working with, like, any Yoshi's Island music past Yoshi's Island for the SNES, you, like, really have to work (laughs) extra hard. Yeah, you're saying that the source material wasn't too inspiring. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I still think that this arrangement would be one of the better tracks on any soundtrack lesser than Smash Bros. Ultimates. Okay, I can see where uh, you're coming from Yeah, there. pile of arrangements. Yeah, I, I like it, I just don't like it as much as fucking all the good shit we've gotten. Like, sure. vague, like Yoko Shimamura's Vega mm-hmm. theme, Gangplank Galleon, uh, even... Gear Up 4. Yeah, Gear Up 4, just... Yeah. Yeah, uh, hard crowd to beat for yes. Yoshi's New Island. However, another track was fairly up to the task, and yeah. that is the Super Mario Bros. 3 Fortress boss theme, uh, rearranged by Akihiro Honda, a guy that has worked on the soundtracks for various Metal Gear games. Uh, he very specifically wrote and arranged the theme song Calling to the Night for Portable Ops. <laughs> Which I don't remember because Portable Ops was not my favorite Metal Gear game. I, if Metal Gear Portable Ops was your favorite Metal Gear game, write to us. Uh, because <laughs> I don't think we're going to get any letters. <laughs> Just watch, there'll be one person. Fuck you, Now, none of our fans are like that. You guys are all great. I'm sure that if you wrote, you know, us a letter about Portable Ops being your favorite Metal Gear game, would be like, Dear sir or madam, I would like to lodge a complaint with your establishment. Metal Gear Portable Ops is the, it's a work of art. It's the Botticelli of gaming, and you can't prove me wrong. Sincerely, we've got John. Some, we've got some other news, actually. <laughs> and that is that Nintendo announced... I really liked that remix, by the way. It was good. Yeah, I, I liked it too. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah. I got really into my... I got really into John there, <laughs> new character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to mention, yeah, it's it's a cool theme. It's yes. very much like a Metal Gear composer got their hands on some Mario music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, really, I like any track that just goes fucking nuts with the violin. Just fucking, like... <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just like you, you hand someone a violin and they go bonkers. Anything <laughs> that does that is generally something that I end up liking. I could appreciate that. Yeah. However, uh, we got some actual news, some Smash-related news beyond that, and that is that Nintendo of America announced that there will be Smash Bros. Ultimate demo events uh, yeah. throughout the country, throughout uh, the United States, at various Best Buy stores, uh, starting September. 8th and ending October 7th at various places like California and uh, in Miami mm-hmm. and New York and stuff. There will be playable units of Ultimate for people to try out for basically an entire weekend. The weekend of September 15th, actually, there will be a 
demo event in Chicago, which is where Sean and I live. Yeah. And we plan on going. Yes. Uh, when it gets closer to the date, we'll we'll tweet out uh, what time we're planning on being there, mm-hmm. and you guys can meet us if you want. That'll be cool. <laughs> yeah. Any of our Chicago fans. Or anyone who feels like flying to Chicago. <laughs> don't f- We're not worth flying to <laughs> Chicago. Don't do that. Don't sell yourself short, Daniel. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's exciting. That'll be cool. We'll actually have a chance to like try out Ridley at the very least. I bet K. Rule will be playable at that oh, event, too. If so, I'm playing him. I, I mean, obviously, I'll try you know as, as much as I can. Right. Yeah, I actually kind of have a feeling that any Smash characters that get announced at this Direct... Will be playable at the at the uh, Best Buy demos. Ah, uh, that'd be cool. That'd be my guess. Although, actually, huh? That's that's interesting. the The demo event starts September eighth, right? Uh huh. And there was supposed to be a Nintendo Direct today mm, on the sixth, right? Right. So since we're obviously not getting, yeah, I wonder what that September eighth demo is gonna do now. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I guess this is as good a segue as any. Sure. This episode was going to be our Metroid episode this week. Right. But then on Wednesday, the September 5th, the day that we were going to record the episode, Nintendo announced that there would be a Direct on Thursday, the 6th of September. Mm-hmm. Sean and I, made, uh, we decided we should watch this Direct before we record the episode. Right, because um, otherwise we'd record the episode and then it would immediately be out of date. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which which felt disappointing. Like yeah. it, that would not be satisfying to to me, and I don't think it'd be satisfying to our listeners. No. So we pushed it back, and then after Sean went to bed, there was an earthquake in Hokkaido. Right, and Nintendo pushed the direct back to an indeterminate date. We still don't know it at this point. And we should say, hopefully, this goes without saying, that obviously we're. Very sorry to hear that that happened, the earthquake. Yes. And that uh, we feel that it is completely fine for Nintendo to delay the Direct for that purpose. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I understand people that are, people feeling disappointed that, you know, something got announced and it didn't happen. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'd, I encourage those people to have some empathy. Um, yes. Yeah, like, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I... I do think that some things are more important than looking at some video games. Yeah. Especially since we're going to see this very soon, I'm sure. <laughs> I I imagine that this is going to happen next week at some point. Mm-hmm. If Nintendo wants wants to make sure that everything's safe over there and everything's okay and people have a chance to recover from that before they show it off, I'm I'm more than okay with that. Absolutely. But that other way, there is a silver lining to that. Um there's there's uh, not to the obvious tragedy that happened. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Uh, but there's a silver lining to the Nintendo Direct getting delayed, and that is that this was going to be a Nintendo Direct reaction episode, but now it can be a Nintendo Direct prediction episode. And that's what we do here on A Smashing Theory. Yeah, it we is. Prediction. Yeah. I think this Direct is going to be really interesting. So it would have been kind of a shame to not be able to sort of make some detailed guesses yeah. on what's going to happen. Uh, for starters, uh, it's going to be a Switch and 3DS Direct. Ooh. Right? So uh, we haven't really heard a lot of 3DS news lately. My 3DS has been pretty much collecting dust since I used it to transfer my Monster Hunter data to my Switch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, that's fair to say. I played Warrior Wear Gold on it last month. So, you did. Um, so, yeah, I, I still think it's... 
it's a nice little system, but I do also kind of wish that Nintendo was putting out everything on the Switch at this point. Mm-hmm. I I love my Switch. I want to play some uh, everything. I will play everything on it. <laughs> and also, the direct is estimated to be about thirty five minutes long. Ooh, that, that's, that's that's beefy. Yeah, that's that's a juicy boy right there. It is. <laughs> Uh, so, so we're going to squeeze that juice with our brains. (laughs) All right, man. Let's squeeze that brain juice. Woo. For 35 minutes. (laughs) Uh, so when we did our E3 predictions episode, we, we decided to look at some non-Smash related stuff first and make some predictions on that front before we moved on to the Smash Bros. predictions. Right. Um, so I think it'll be fun to do that again. Let's do it. So, uh, first off, a lot of directs these days. We get new announcements and we get updates on games that are going to come out, obviously. Sure. But one thing we also tend to get is additional support for existing games. Right. And I think we'll get a bit less of that than we usually do. Mm -hmm. There's a couple major ones I think we'll see some sort of announcement for. I think we'll hear about some more Mario Tennis Aces DLC. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And... I think Nintendo will also go ahead and tell us all the Xenoblade 2 DLC that's left, ah, basically, I see. right? Xenoblade 2, Torna, the Golden Country, mm-hmm. that standalone, the story DLC, the prequel DLC, that is both an expansion to Xenoblade 2, but also is being released as a standalone game. Right. I think they'll, they'll mention that and just be like, also, you can get... Some Xenogears characters as rare blades or something. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. I'm not sure exactly what they'll do there, but I think the safe bet they'll do something. Yeah, they'll they'll do something to top off the whole experience and be like, that's all the Xenoblade Two stuff. We'll be done with Xenoblade Two stuff at the end of the year. Thanks for playing Xenoblade Two. Uh, wait until next year when we announce Xenoblade Chronicles X HD. Uh, Please, but we will not say that part out loud. <laughs> I think they'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So let's move on to games that we know are coming out in 2018. Okay. And services that we know are coming out in 2018. Like what? Well, first let's talk about a game because I'm going to do this in chronological order. I'm okay. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yokai Watch Blasters comes out tomorrow, September 7th. Oh, yeah. I bet in the. I bet when this was a September 6th direct. They were planning on being like, Yokai Watch Blasters comes out tomorrow. Please remember it exists. Mm, right. It's it's a nice little spin off. You <laughs> might even like it more than the original game. Please play it. But now they'll be like, Yokai Watch came out a little while ago. Please yeah. get it. I, I wonder if we'll be hearing future tense for things that came out once mm, we once we see the direct. Right. I wonder if they'll just play it as is or sure. they'll actually be editing the episode and uh and changing some things around. Think about a little disclaimer. Yeah. Please understand, blah, 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 future tense. Right. <laughs> yes. That exact wording, I think that's good. Nintendo, if you're looking for a guy to write your disclaimers, it's a me, Shawnee. When I was talking about services... Please understand. <laughs> when I was talking about services, I was talking about Nintendo Online. Who would have guessed? The paid online service that Nintendo has been working on and delaying... Uh, for the past year and a half, and... I feel as though it's been delayed... This is not true. I was going to say, I feel as though it's been delayed longer than we've known about it, but that's not true. Um, I don't think, right? It's... They... They announced 
they announced around when the Switch came out that there uh-huh. would be a paid online service launching near the end of 2017. Right. And then partway through 2017, they said it's launching early 2018. Okay. Now it's launching the second half of September 2018. <laughs> hey, I guess I was kind of right. Ha I don't... Th- obviously, I think we're definitely getting it yes. by the end of this month now. Really, they I, should just, you know, like, eh, actually, we're we're canceling this, and online is still free. <laughs> we're the we're the one holdout among the consoles. Part of me would be fine with that, but also like the stuff we already know about their paid online service. I guess I should say that uh, the stuff we already know about their online service is that they are implementing cloud saves for right. games. Um, they will apparently make the functionality of their phone app better. That's good. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, obviously you'll get to play games online and stuff. Uh, there will be special offers and, like, deals and stuff mm-hmm. for Nintendo Online members. Sure. And, of course, the their line of NES games uh, that you will be able to play. Like, it's basically sort of like, it's like Netflix but for NES games. Right. And uh, some of them will have added online functionality. You'll be able to play some of these games online. And it's launching with 20 of them. The service is launching with 20 games, and we know 10 of them. Right. Um. So first, I think the release date will probably be like... I feel like it's going to be like the last weekend of September, right? Mm-hmm. A September 28th launch, I think, is probably a safe bet. That's the last Friday of September. Okay. And I think the direct... We'll go into more detail on a couple things, mainly the NES games. Sure. Since we know about 10 of them, but there's there's 10 left that will be coming out at launch. So the games you know about so far, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong, do, 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 do. Mario Bros. Bling, bling, bling. Super Mario Bros. Bling, bling, bling. Super Mario Bros. 3. I'm bling, bling, bling. Yeah. <laughs> Are you making your sounds like more high def as I go? Like I guess I don't. <laughs> I didn't really have a plan for that. Yes, clearly, <laughs> Doctor Mario. Oh, I'm a germ. The Legend of Zelda. Balloon fight. Fuck this game. <laughs> ice climber. Uh, ice climber. Ha ha. Ching. Have you fucking played ice climber? No. You haven't played ice climber. I mean, maybe like a little bit. Right. Um but but not for any length of time. I mean like it's a it's a very old game. It hasn't aged terribly well. I wouldn't say like, "Well, you got to play <laughs> right. Ice Climber." Plus it's... I was I was a Sega kid. Yeah, I mean so was I, but I've played Ice Climber. All right. I mean, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh soccer, goal, and tennis. Ba-bring! I was trying to do that noise like in the SNES when you get a Tetris. Yeah. It's this really intense noise. And I didn't do it. I, I said tennis, not Tetris. Oh, fuck. Uh, that was me hitting a tennis ball. T- Tetris would be a huge fucking get. Uh, yeah. At, like, for their system, like, launching. But no, no, tennis. I see. Tennis. That leaves ten more games for them to announce. Right. At the beginning. And I did some research, and... My first bit of research was to look at the launch of the NES Classic and to look at all the first-party games uh-huh. uh, that aren't on that initial list of 10 but were released on the NES Classic, and I got a total of 10 more games. Well! One thing I should note is that Soccer and Tennis actually were not on that 
on the NES Classic. Okay. Um, so, like... So take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. But the remaining ten games on the NES Classic mm-hmm. are Excite Bike, <laughs> Metroid... Ding! 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 Oh, that was pretty good. Thanks. Uh, Kirby's Adventure. Kirby! Super Mario Bros. 2. A boing, a boing, a boing. <laughs> Zelda 2. <laughs> Kid Icarus. Uh, Dark Pit's dumb. Dark Pit was not in the original Kid Icarus for the NES. He's dumb. <laughs> Punch Out. I'm Mike Tyson. <laughs> this is the version of Punch Out that has Mr. Dream in it. Mr. Dream. <laughs> Mike Tyson hasn't been. Uh, in any re-releases of Punch-Out for obvious legal reasons. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm Mike Tyson. <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr. But Jr. <laughs> Star Tropics. Oh, I'm in the tropics. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Just like... In this... <laughs> What's he doing here? Oh, I don't know, cow man. <laughs> I don't remember any of the other characters in this show. Ever. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm like, glad we sorted that out. I like pizza or something. <laughs> Otherwise, that would have had to be a correction. <laughs> to come back to this. Yeah. <laughs> as, as you all know, in the last episode, we said, we said Rocco's Modern Life's cow friend was named... <laughs> Fat so, and that was incorrect. So now we're spending precious podcast time. Anyway, the yeah, la- because we've never spent precious podcast time on stupid bullshit before. <laughs> uh, well, welcome, all new listeners to yeah. Hope you're enjoying this fascinating and on-topic episode. Of yeah, Smashing theory. Uh, the the <clears throat> last game that was on the NES Classic and has not been announced as a netflix style legacy game yet is nes open tournament golf thank you oh, oh wow thank you yep uh the, the last that, first... that was you getting a hole in one. Oh, oh good uh-huh. the, the last first party game i should say um there are some third party games but nintendo hasn't implied that any of these nes games available for the service will be third party so i'm starting with with this chunk of 10 also worth noting that some of these games were only on the on the U.S. version of the NES Classic, and NES Open Tournament Golf was only on the Japanese version of the NES Classic. Gotcha. That said, I think that since this service will not have the same finite amount of space that the NES Classic had, mm-hmm. I think we will definitely see all of these games on the service at some point, if not at launch. Okay. Uh, also worth noting that Nintendo said that 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 the service will be updated regularly with new games. Right. And by regularly, we don't know what they mean yet. <laughs> right. Uh, it'd be really cool if, like, you know, we got, like, a new game every week. That'd be great. Which would mean, you know, like, a minimum of four games a month. Or if they just said, we'll give you at least five games a month. Right. Uh, since this is a service uh that will be available for twenty dollars a year <laughs> i feel like they'll be like yeah you'll get one or two games added to the service a month and you'll like it right that's fair uh, but we'll see i my heart is is crying for that first thing but my brain is telling me the second thing <laughs> okay however i would like to look at some third party possibilities for the service 
real quick because the NES Classic had some third-party games on them. Sure. It had these third-party games on them. All right. The first Final Fantasy. Castlevania. Pac-Man. Ghosts and Goblins. I'm a ghost. Galaga. Gradius. Mega Man 2 specifically, but I think that we'd get the first Mega Man if, you know, if it was launching on the service. <laughs> uh, Contra, uh, Super Contra specifically for the NES Classic version. Ah, aliens. Uh, a Ninja Gaiden game, I think was the second one. And Double Dragon 2. Two dragons? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that, you know, some some games out of each of these franchises... Could end up being on the service, especially because Square Enix, Capcom, Namco, mm-hmm. Tecmo, Koei, all have, you know, pretty tight relationships with Nintendo, and I think they would not mind lending Nintendo their games. Yeah, that makes uh, a lot of sense. Yeah. I think the least likely is Square Enix. I'm kind of shocked that Final Fantasy was even available <laughs> on the NES and SNES Classic, because... Right. Uh, it took them forever to put them up on like the Wii Virtual Console and stuff. Okay. Oh, also Tech Mobile. Tech Mobile was also on the NES Classic. Hey, give me a high five. <laughs> Thank you for all <laughs> this. Shot. Hey, no problem. Just <laughs> happy to enrich the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I think they'll I think they'll announce their initial lineup of twenty. Maybe like tease some games coming out for the system throughout the year. Uh huh. And it'd be really nice if they were like also other systems will be added to the library later stuff like the super nintendo and the game boy advance and stuff like that i think that's inevitable i think it's inevitable that they do something like that but i also think they might save an announcement like that for sometime next year right they might just coast on the nes for a little while (laughs) one thing i would love is an announcement that you don't need the phone app to do anything that would be great <laughs> that the phone app is an option but it's not mandatory <laughs> to do things like voice chat right i would really love that i'm not holding my breath because this is nintendo yeah um i also think that they will announce some kind of special launch deal for early subscribers like if you subscribe now you'll get 300 gold points or right. something okay well yeah i'm talking about it this much here because i think that the nintendo online coverage is going to be kind of a healthy chunk of the direct whenever it comes out because it it's going to be happening very soon and really we know kind of not enough about it considering that we're getting it at the end of the month right so yeah i think we'll get some information i feel like there'll be a minimum of five minutes spent on thoroughly letting us know how nintendo online is going to work and why we should spend twenty dollars on it honestly like twenty dollars for a year of service that's a crazy fucking yeah. deal like that's that's I, so I mean, cheap wh- that yeah like what am i paying right now for psn pro like 35 dollars every three months or something like that uh, it's some stupid amount of money yeah like uh playstation plus or yeah, yeah that's the one is like 60 bucks a year I think it might have been up to like 70 a year recently or something. Either way, substantially more expensive than Nintendo Online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, three times is expensive minimum. Yeah. And Xbox uh, Gold is the same way. Right. So the fact that not only is it going to be that cheap to play games online and use voice chat and get cloud saves and stuff, but they're even bothering to give us some kind of equivalent to the to like the PlayStation Plus games and the games with gold mm-hmm. services that we're getting on other platforms that are charging us three times as much. Yeah. 
So really, whatever they tell us is going to be a deal. But I hope it, you know, I have my fingers crossed that it'll be like a deal, not like, well, might as, like, might, you know, like, well, this is cheap. I'm not, like, peeing my pants over anything you've told me, but it's cheap. Sure. Yeah. Hopefully it's the first thing and not the second thing. Yeah, hopefully it's a two dragons deal and not a fuck this game deal. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you get it. Yep. So moving on to other games coming out throughout 2018, mm-hmm. besides Smash Bros. Uh, Super Mario Party is coming out October 5th. Okay. Uh, we already kind of know a lot about this game, but maybe there's a new mode or two that we don't know about yet that they'll mm-hmm. just sure. tell us about. Uh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Super Mario Party looks cool. I don't know a lot about it myself. Um, yeah, it, like, it has, I think, like, 80 brand new minigames in it. Okay. And it's sort of a return to form. It, it it goes back to everyone controls their own character on the board. Cool. So you're of, not, like, going around in a weird crab machine or whatever. Yeah, you're not, like, riding a dumb boat together. And, right. Yeah. It even adds kind of a weird new uh, mechanic where every character has their own dice that has, like that have their own benefits. So now there's actually like a difference to choosing each character. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The mini games I've seen all look fun. And yeah, I don't know. It it's it looks like the best Mario Party that I've seen in five to ten years. That's good. Yeah. For a while there, you know, we were getting up to like Mario Party fifty seven and I just kind of forgot that shovelware ass franchise existed. If we can get back to the glory days of Mario Party one and two, I'm down. Yeah. Um I'm I'm intrigued. I might pick it up. Cool. And I'm sure we'll see more about it in the direct. Right. Luigi's Mansion for the 3DS is coming out October 13th. Yes. And, you know, that's going to be a port of Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube. Right. And it's going to add amiibo functionality. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what the amiibo functionality is, so the Luigi's Mansion coverage might be as simple as telling us what that amiibo functionality is. Sure. For those of you who have never played the original Luigi's Mansion, I love that game. I heartily recommend picking it up. Don't expect to spend more than 10 hours playing through the main story. <laughs> it's a very short kind of early GameCube game when all those games were short. Although I wonder if they'll also announce something like, uh, we added a new like oh. epilogue story. That would be the difference between me just like watching people play that game on YouTube and me actually purchasing the game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I might pick it up. I'd really like it to be on the Switch, but maybe yeah. I'll like. Um, really, it'd be nice if they just did like a Luigi's Mansion double pack for the Switch. Ooh. Just stick that and Dark Moon in one cartridge. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'd yeah, play that. yeah. Luigi's Mansion, regular Moon and Dark Moon. <laughs> exactly. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee are coming out November sixteenth. Mm-hmm. They're the last non-Smash games coming out in the year. Wow, and. There's one big thing left that Nintendo can kind of announce in regards to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and that is whatever the final, whatever the brand new Pokemon is right. that you will get as a gift for buying the game or whatever. That is still a mystery, and they could announce it during this Direct. I'm not sure if they will. Okay. Maybe they'll save that for, you know, uh, a late October, early November reveal in Koro Koro magazine or something. Sure. But if they want to show us some new Let's Go Pikachu Eevee stuff, could could be a brand new Pokemon. Could be that. All right. There's also some games that we know are coming out in 2019. Four games. Whoa. Only one of them has any kind of window besides just 2019, and that is Fire Emblem Three Houses coming out 
spring 2019. Yes. Uh, very excited for this game. Yeah, me too. Uh, we are definitely getting some kind of news about it in this direct, if not a more nailed down release date. Honestly, I could see them just still saying spring 2019. Sure. And then there'll be a January direct later that tells us the actual release date. That's actually probably what I'm banking on more. Okay. Also, if you're excited about this game and you need some content to tide you over, check out Fire Emblem communities on like Discord and Reddit and places like that because there's a weirdly high amount of memes regarding this game. Huh. First of all, the main character is named Edelgard and she's already Edgelord in the community. Huh. And then second of all, during the trailer she gives a speech about how like we used to trust the crests, but the crests were wrong. And so now there's all these memes of like her going in to brush her teeth and crest toothpaste is in there and then oh, she has Jesus. like the red flamey eyes. It's really funny. Yeah, this, um, these these sound like internet <laughs> memes, all right. They sure are. Oh, I didn't. Wow, I didn't know anything about the Fire Emblem Three Houses <laughs> meme drive. Now you do. I I guess so. Thanks. But yeah, I'm sure we'll get more detailed information about Three Houses, and I'm all for that. Yeah. Uh, the other three games have nebulous 2019 release dates mm -hmm. the first is mario and luigi bowser's inside story and bowser jr's journey uh for the 3ds right uh, a remake of bowser's inside story for the ds and that's great yeah maybe yeah i'm they'll probably just give a release date for that like mm -hmm. it'll be like yeah early 2019 february or something I've always wanted to play Bowser's Inside Story, and I never have, so I guess it's good that I slept on it for 10 years. Same. <laughs> yes. Yeah, now I can just play this. Yeah. Um, same on, on all counts. I'm, I missed that one, and I'm looking forward to, to doing this one. Yeah. Yeah. The other two are Switch games, the first being Demon X Machina, mm -hmm. that cool-looking action mech game where you get to customize your character and your mech i'm excited about that yeah uh i feel like that is going to get a q1 2019 release date sometime okay. in february or march so i think they'll they'll just slap that date on there for us during this direct cool slap that baby and the yoshi game uh coming out 2019 this is our first leak of the episode earlier today thursday the 6th the nintendo website accidentally had the title of the Yoshi game as Yoshi's Crafted World uh -huh. for a hot minute before they took that down and called it Yoshi again. <laughs> so I feel like that's definitely going to be the title of the game. Yeah. And, you know, that definitely sort of has sort of a focus on the cardboard aesthetic of the new Yoshi game. Mm -hmm. So I think my theory from the E3 episode that Yoshi... 2019 is going to have labo support that makes a lot of functionality sense. i think i think that is still going to be the case yeah for uh, sure. i'm kind of sad that they didn't use my proposed title for the game yoshi's on board <laughs> honestly i think they dropped the ball there but well, yeah, compared to that yoshi's crafted world does fall a little flat like cardboard oh <laughs> How good a joke you've made. Oh, thank you so much for liking my joke. <laughs> Mario. Anyway, I think we'll definitely hear some Yoshi stuff at yeah. the Direct. And I think we'll see Damon X Machina stuff too. Okay. I think that's all kind of a lock. And then there's some stuff that we don't have release dates for. Mm -hmm. The first being Metroid Prime 4. That, that most elusive of Metroid games. Yeah. 
you know, I was banking on hearing some stuff at E3, but it never happened. Yeah, that's definitely getting into like, mm, okay, territory. Yeah. So it would be nice to get confirmation that that still exists. Oh, it definitely still exists. I mean, I'm not yeah. right. I'm not saying like they've canceled it or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like signs of life would be really great. Yeah, I'm wondering if we'll see it at this one or if it's still too early. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling at this point that we won't see Metroid Prime Four, and that we will see our we'll see like. A CG trailer of Metroid Prime 4 at the Game Awards. Okay. At the end of the year. Okay. And then a January Direct will show some gameplay, and then we will see some actual, concrete, full details <laughs> of that game at E3 2019, and it'll be a holiday 2019 release. Okay, I can see uh, it. Yeah, that's that's my long-term uh, row of predictions. Uh, however... We're pushing the Metroid episode back. Yes. Uh, because I do acknowledge that there's a possibility that we'll get some Metroid Prime 4 news here. And it sure would be nice to do the Metroid episode while knowing what the hell Metroid Prime 4 is going to be. Right. Uh, Bayonetta 3, I don't think we'll see it all yet. Okay. I, I think Bayonetta 3 will be... We'll start talking about that in 2019. I, I think st- that's that's the deal with that game. I still got to play Bayonetta 1 and 2. Right. At all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um well you'll get to play her plenty in her beautifully nerfed form in smash bros ultimate i can't wait (laughs) apparently people that have been playing her at recent smash bros ultimate demos have said that she feels more honest now that her toolkit hasn't been taken away Mm -hmm. but it's easier to di out of her stuff and blah 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 yeah that's good yeah so with all the stuff that's actually announced in some form or another from Nintendo's first parties out of the way, uh, now we can talk potential new first party announcements we'll see during the Direct. Mm. And since this is a 35 minute long one, I think there'll definitely be something. Okay. So I think this time we will get some Wii U port announcements. That would be great. Now, Reggie mentioned uh, recently, he said kind of cryptically, so this might go one way or the other, but there seemed to be an implication mm-hmm. that Nintendo hasn't revealed all of their 2018 releases yet. Okay. Um, so, like, it's September. True. Uh, so if they announce something, it's going to be a small turnaround. Yeah. So it's not going to be a big game. But you know what they have a tendency to announce two months before they end up hitting shelves? What's that? Wii U ports. Ah. We We heard about Bayonetta... One and two at the Game Awards Mm -hmm. in December, and then those ports came out in February. Okay. Right? So so I could see a Wii U port getting announced here and getting a November release date. Sure. Right? Um, Maybe they're like, you know, maybe Pokemon isn't enough for November. (laughs) Especially because it's it's a Pokemon game that kind of fills a non-hardcore niche. We, we talked a lot of, about a lot of Wii U port possibilities uh, during our E3 predictions. Mm-hmm. We talked about Xenoblade Chronicles X and decided that we're not going to hear about that until next year. Right. Because they're still, they still want people to pay attention to Xenoblade 2 for now. Makes sense. So I think the possibilities include a bundle of new Super Mario Bros. U and new Super Luigi U for the Switch... This isn't one I'd be especially excited about. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's fine for all the people who inexplicably enjoy those games. Yeah, like, I I could see them just knocking that out for this November. You know, it's like, sure. here, you have this now. We have filled the slot. And 
getting a new Mario game, a new quote unquote Mario game, mm-hmm. in well, it has new in the title, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> a new quote unquote new Super Mario Bros. <laughs> game uh, in the fall, in the holiday season, makes a lot of sense for Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, would not be a surprise. Them announcing that during this direct would not be a surprise. Yeah, uh, and I think there was even kind of a rumor that that was in the works anyway. So, sure. not that all rumors have been reliable for Nintendo lately. But you know, I mean, it makes sense. Like, get it in there in time for kids on Christmas. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now that now that Odyssey has has lost some of its sheen, some of its luster. Right. Although, still an excellent game. That if you do not have it yet, you should get it at some point. I, and I say this as a guy that has not generally been into 3D Mario games. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, you know, at this point, it's like uh, when you're playing something on a tape recorder and it starts to run out of batteries. So it's like, you're my superstar. And they're like, this is Mario Bros. You know, because they got to throw the battery back in and get it going again. You're really on fire with the analogies Thanks. today. Also, how many of our listeners have ever used a tape recorder? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, like, you and I had tape recorders for our theater class. Like, what would they do instead of that? Oh, no, they could just record on their phones, couldn't they? They could. Oh, man, we're so old. <laughs> One of my earliest memories is of having, like, a Sony Walkman and a tape of Nevermind by Nirvana that I wore out because I played it so frequently from <laughs> co- from like side to side, like flip it over side B. And uh, some of you may not have had that experience. And that's okay. You can't control when you were born. <laughs> and you're not missing out. I, no. <laughs> would, I would say that your experiences now are better than ours. Yeah. Like as somebody who, you know, has gone like from vinyl to tape recorders to CDs to now you know to mp3s to spotify spotify is fucking great i don't want to go back i love (laughs) having everything you know streamable online on my phone fantastic there's just like a picture like you know that picture of like the neanderthal like evolving into a man that's (laughs) like that's like you like starting as a child like holding like a little walkman it's like like... a neanderthal with a gramophone then he's standing up a little bit and he's got the walk then he's standing up a little more with the cd and so on and so forth Yeah, yeah that's funny what the fuck were we talking about? Wii U ports. That's right. So there's also Wonderful 101. Yes. That feels like a summer release to me still. Sure. I think it makes perfect sense, but I don't. That's either an early 2019 port, which actually then maybe we'll we'll see an announcement mm-hmm. uh, during this direct. Like it's like, yeah, January, February, Wonderful 101. Right. Uh, with some bonus content or something. Uh, there's Tokyo Mara Sessions. Sharp Fe. Ah oh, man, that'd be great. That would be great. I I'm realizing now that it would come out alarmingly close to Fire Emblem Three Houses, mm. and I feel like they'd want to space that out a bit. Okay. So I feel like Tokimura Sessions Sharp Fe is coming out sometime in 2019. Okay. As like a port, or maybe they'll even save that till 2020. They have they have a nice like. They can really just space out sure. all their port stuff for a good while. For a lot of people, it'll be like it's getting released for the first time. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I would love the opportunity to play Sharp FE, because I, obviously I watched you play a not insubstantial amount of it. Yeah, yeah. But it just looks so much fun. It's awesome. Like, it is seriously a very 
underrated JRPG. Yeah. Uh, the story is not something that's going to win awards. Sure. But the gameplay systems are like the battle system is just great. Yeah. The character progression systems are awesome. It's just one of those JRPGs where you can just like drown yourself in the systems and grind for fun because the game rewards you that much for grinding and progressing. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I got really into Sharp FE and I would recommend it if it comes to the Switch. Cool. You probably shouldn't buy a Wii U for it at this point, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. But if you do, tell us if you like it. <laughs> Finally, it'd be nice to see like a Pikmin trilogy. That'd right? be great. Yeah, just uh, an up-res Pikmin 1 and 2 with a re-release of 3, and that would sort of prepare people for the rumored Pikmin 4 coming to Switch. Yeah. That said, I don't see that getting announced at this Direct. Yeah. It feels like Pikmin always gets announced way later than anyone would expect. <laughs> so, outside of Wii U ports, uh, we still do not know what Retro Studios' next game is going to be. There was a rumor that it would be Star Fox Grand Prix, a Star Fox <laughs> racing game, and maybe that's still what it is. Just because we didn't hear about a D3 doesn't mean that that's not what it is. It would be great if it was not that, though. Yeah, you know, if it was that, I'd take it. I mean, yeah, like I would have faith that Retro Studios would do a great job with it. Yeah, but between Star Fox Grand Prix and F Zero, I would rather have F Zero. Yeah, and that's ground we've tread before, but you know, just reiterating that point. Yeah, good, good to reiterate. I know I'm getting a little worried about Retro Studios at this point. Hmm. The you know the last game that they released was Tropical Freeze in 2012. Yeah. Uh, 2012 or 2014? A while ago. Yeah. It's been at least five years mm-hmm. since our last game came out. That's that's a long time to go without even an announcement. So That I, is a while. Uh, and a lot of, like, Retro Studios, like, staffers that have been around for the longest time have left now. Mm. So, somehow I feel like this is, that we were not going to hear about the Retro Studios game yet still. Okay. Um, I I feel like that'll be a beginning of 2019 announcement as well. All right. September's just a, a weird month. Like they they want to announce some of the stuff that's coming out early in 2019, but they're holding on to a lot of their 2019 whammies still. Hmm. And a Retro Studios game has to be a 2019 whammy, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, some things that I could think that they could announce for the September Direct is a eShop exclusive first party game just releasing on the day of the Direct. Sure. And. I think a good candidate for that would be any weird game that Skip Limited makes. <laughs> Skip Limited being the guys who made Chevy Robo. Uh, I thought that something like this would happen last direct, and it did not. But September is a much like quieter time with much more room for weird shit. Mm-hmm. So I I have more faith in it happening this time. All right, I would I would love that. I think that'd be really great. Yeah, especially you know after you you had that phase where you were playing through all of their cool weird games on the Wii. Uh, yeah, you know that definitely kind of reminded me of what a cool little studio that is. Such a cool little studio. Yeah, I something does tell me that we'll get something big-ish as an announcement during this direct because mm-hmm. that's a that's a nice that's a nice big direct. You yeah, know, like that's a chunky amount of time. I guess my biggest thought something that's big but not too big. Something that a lot of people are looking forward to, but isn't a blockbuster that they'd want to save for the fall, would be Animal Crossing. Okay. I think Animal Crossing would be a great spring 2019 release. Sure. Right? And it could tie in with Pocket Camp in some way uh-huh. and communicate with it and give you bonuses if you play both or something. And I'd be okay with that. I'm getting back into Pocket Camp and having a pretty good time. Nice. 
And yeah, I it just it already feels like a Switch Animal Crossing is a bit overdue. Sure. You know, like maybe this isn't the time that Animal Crossing flipped the Switch is coming out. <laughs> uh but it should be. It I really agree. should be. With that name. Yeah. How about you? Any um any other first party stuff that you think can or will or should happen um, at this direct? Not offhand, but I'm comfortable doubling down on that Animal Crossing idea. I think that's a good idea. Cool. Something that I hope happens, but I think it's probably too soon, mm-hmm. is a Switch WarioWare game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be so great. Yeah, that's absolutely something that would fit like a Q1, Q2 2019 release. Mm-hmm. But Gold just came out. I feel like not yet. I feel like they're not announcing it yet, but I want it. I really sure. want it. WarioWare is so good. Can I? Well, actually, let me just talk for a moment about what would be my dream announcement that I know isn't going to happen. Yeah. A new Advance Wars. <laughs> yeah. If they just came out of the blue, out of fucking nowhere, and were like, here's Advance Wars for the Switch, yeah. I would ab- I would die. <laughs> It'd be so great. Not happening for a number of reasons. Yes. One being that, like, if anyone's working on Advance Wars, it's the team that's very busy on Fire Emblem right Whatever. now. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be great. That'd be really great. Yeah. Prize announcement, actually, that would go nuts for uh, Mother 3. Ah, uh, yes. And this would not be a bad time for it, mm-hmm. um, especially because, like, they've pretty much said, we're we're not really doing the virtual console thing now, we're, we're tackling it in a new way. Mm-hmm. So, really, now that they've established that, they can be like, hey, we're <laughs> selling Mother 3 to you as a new game for 30 or $40. Right. Uh, would you buy it? I would. I would absolutely buy <laughs> sure, it. Sure, Like, you know, like, it was worth full price when it came out for the Game Boy Advance. It'd be worth full price now. Okay. You know, like, it'd be a shame that they do that after sort of kicking away the Game Boy Advance virtual console system that would have given it to us for, like, $15, probably. Right. Um, but no, I'd absolutely still support that game, even if it released at full price. Okay. Absolutely. Although, knowing Nintendo, they'd be like, Mother 3... Is coming out as a remake for the Nintendo 3DS <laughs> and not the Switch. Right. Yeah. That's funny. Although if they did like Earthbound Trilogy or something for the 3DS, Ooh. I'd that, I'd get that. I'd get that. I'd really, really wish that it was on the Switch, but I'd get that. Fair. But yeah, I think that's all the first party talk. Okay. I can muster up right this second. Sure. Um, third party. Mm-hmm. Some potential announcements. I think they'll sort of give you know some some love to some stuff that's already been announced sure. right uh monster hunter generations Woo! right <laughs> sean's favorite yeah i've been i have i own it obviously yeah. at this point and i've been having a really great time with it if you're uh kind of maybe an older school fan of monster hunter who can look past you know who doesn't mind kind of dealing with a lot of the game's older problems uh it's just packed to the gills with really cool content yeah, and I think maybe this would be a good spot for them to announce some DLC for it or something. Yes. Yeah. Starlink is coming out pretty soon, I think. Mm-hmm. And there is a rumor that not only is Star Fox playable in the game, but so is Peppy. Oh. Uh, so they could officially announce that here. Your skills have improved, Fox. You're becoming more like your father. Daniel's staring at me right now. <laughs> I want to I, I see how many you would get out. They're on me. I'm getting careless. 
do a barrel roll. <laughs> there we go. All right. Okay. Uh, and I forget if Dark Souls Remastered is out for the Switch yet. I think it got delayed to like October. I don't know. So maybe they'll be like, hey, it's finally happening. <laughs> Buy it. Buy the game. And I'm I'm sure there'll be stuff like, hey, Dragon Ball Fighters, blah, blah, blah. Like, right, I'm, there'll probably sure. be a real, some third-party stuff mm-hmm. to look forward to. In terms of some new stuff from third parties, it's time to talk about a couple of things that got announced today on the day we're recording. Right. Uh, that probably would have made more sense <laughs> uh, if they happened after the Direct. Sure. That was supposed to happen today. The first being that Capcom announced that there would be an Ace Attorney panel at the Tokyo Game Show. And as some people might know, Capcom announced near the beginning of this year that they were working on a bunch of Ace Attorney-related stuff for the Nintendo Switch. Right. So I think that the prediction I made for E3 earlier this year is exactly what's going to happen at the directs, okay. Uh, at the September directs this time, <laughs> uh, that theory being that we would get an Ace Attorney one through three compilation announced for the Switch, uh, an Ace Attorney four through six compilation announced for the Nintendo Switch, and those compilations basically being more or less identical to the mobile ports of the game, right? Um, and then a logo trailer for Ace <laughs> Attorney seven at the end of all that. That is what I'm guessing. What... Like, it's just, it's a black screen. The logo slowly fades into view as his attorney music plays. And then you hear Yuri Lowenthal go, Octung, baby. And the logo <laughs> just flashes into being. <laughs> yes. That's, that's all that I want. Christoph Gavin. Right. Ace Attorney <laughs> Investigations, Christoph Gavin. Actually, I would hate that. <laughs> Christoph Gavin. Definitely. Never had a German accent. <laughs> Don't pay attention to the text. Right. Copyright Capcom. Hey, Fraulein, how you doing? <laughs> I'm American, Christoph Gavin. I can't believe... Off Wiedersen. <laughs> I mean, off Wiedersen. I'm sorry, you can't believe uh, what? Uh, just, I guess, some quick context for people that haven't played Ace Attorney. There's this character named Christoph Gavin. Right. Uh, Who's obviously German. Yeah, obviously German. He speaks with a German accent in... In the text of several Ace Attorney games, in one of the Ace Attorney games, he gets a voice actor, Yuri Lowenthal, <laughs> who speaks all of his lines with an American yes. accent, and uh, uh, it's horrifying. Yeah, not great. Uh, you know, re- respect to Yuri, he's a very talented voice actor. Yeah, probably just some bad direction. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not not feeling that voice director for that specific Yeah, no. What I would love, and I said this in the past, is that Ace Attorney gets remakes of the first three games that have the graphical style of Ace Attorney mm-hmm. 5 and Ace Attorney 6 and like looking even more beautiful because they're on the Switch now. But I'm tempering my expectations sure. and expecting those ports of the first three games that just have the character art. Yeah. Gotta and... do that Capcom expectation downgrade. <laughs> yeah. Although... <sighs> Second only to the Square Enix expectation downgrade <laughs> when it comes to ports of older games. Yeah. Oh, good segue. Oh, really? Uh, that would be a good segue, but I do want to get one... I want to squeeze one last thing about Ace Attorney. Squeezed out. And that is that Capcom initially mentioned that the beginning of the 2018 to 2019 fiscal year would have some Phoenix Wright stuff, but it's been pushed back. And maybe that's because they realize that 
caring about their Switch releases <laughs> is what's going to make them the most money. Right. And maybe they're putting more effort in their Phoenix Wright releases as a result. That'd be nice. But not holding my breath still. Now about that segue. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Square Enix, 30 minutes before we started recording, announced Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition HD <laughs> for the Nintendo Switch. The PS4 and the Xbox One. Hilariously, the PS4 and the Xbox One, which already have a better version of right. Final Fantasy XV available <laughs> on their system. Uh, Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition is a mobile version of Final Fantasy XV that has the same story, but uses uh, chibi sprites of all the characters so, uh. that, so that the games, the phones can handle it. And now the Nintendo Switch can handle it with up <laughs> chibi sprites. Uh, this is this is a really interesting decision that they've made. They did mention a while back that they were looking for a way to put Final Fantasy XV on the Nintendo Switch. And I guess technically they found one. They, they did. <laughs> they sure did. Uh, <laughs> I... I have a... I have a fun saying about airport food. Uh, that... That they... <laughs> okay, go ahead. That they always... Uh, technically, give you what you ask for. Right. You you ask for cheese fries, and they give you a cup of cheese and some fries. <laughs> they give you cheese, comma fries. Uh-huh. This this is what Final Fantasy fifteen on the Switch feels like <laughs> to me. Yeah, I get you there. Yeah. So also sorry for cribbing that during my episode of Play This that I guest hosted. Yes, if you. <laughs> If you listen to an episode of Play This and you hear a very hilarious analogy from Sean, I came up with <laughs> yeah, that first. Just, just remember that that was Daniel's OC. <laughs> Original content. Original cheese. Original cheese. Do not steeze. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. Obviously, Pocket Edition HD probably would have been announced during the Direct. Right. And I guess they decided to reveal it early. I'm sure they've got a lot of marketing that they want to do with that game sure in the lead up to tokyo game show and they couldn't wait for nintendo any longer <laughs> i can't wait to release this half-assed version of a game that's okay <laughs> i i do want to give 15 proper more of a shot sure. I've, i've played like an hour of it i need to play more of it yeah i think this is a sign though that square enix is probably gonna put a bunch of their ports and whatnot onto the Switch. Okay. Because clearly the Switch is a good market for it now. Sure. So I think we might see some Final Fantasy ports on there. Okay. I think the Chrono Trigger port that they finally polished for PC <laughs> will get a nice definitive Switch release. Mm-hmm. And also, I think the Japanese version of the Direct at the very least will have some Dragon Quest Builders 2 talk in it. Ah, uh, sure. Uh, Dunno about, about the American version might be too soon for that, but it'd be nice. Yeah. I like Dragon Quest Villagers 1. Yeah! That's uh, kind of the coolest Minecraft spin-off that's happened. Yeah! No, if if you guys haven't really checked out Dragon Quest Builders, and if you're intrigued by the concept of Minecraft, but you don't like how unstructured it is... And how you're playing as a guy in a t-shirt named Steve. <laughs> then Dragon Quest Builders, that franchise, is really cool, because what it does is, like, it gives you the tool set that you would have in Minecraft... But it also gives you like blueprints and mm-hmm. and goals and a and, story, yeah, and basically like sort actually of actually a pretty cool story. Yeah, the the story actually is really neat, and it has you build certain things, but it gives you some freedom in how you build those things. 
so it's a great mix of linearity and creativity, and definitely it's it's the most successful a Minecraft like has ever been in terms of me enjoying it for sure. Yeah. Probably for me, maybe a little more successful than Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I like Dragon Quest Builders more than I like Minecraft, but that's that's in part because uh, I I like I like experiencing people's creations, mm -hmm. but I I freeze up when I am told to create with no like sure yeah with with no structure. That makes sense. Yeah, it's especially in terms of like stuff like Mario Maker and whatnot. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll we'll get some like some 3DS announcements. I'm sure there's some late ports of RPGs and stuff we could end up getting. Mm -hmm. Uh maybe they'll talk about Persona Q2. Yeah. 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 I'd be down for Persona Q2. Me too. Oh, you Q2. Me Q2. <laughs> uh I th last time I mentioned this game called Work Work mm -hmm. for the Nintendo Switch. It had just gotten announced at the time in Japan and now it's about to come out in Japan. Okay. So maybe they'll announce a localization around now. That'd be nice. A quirky little game by the guys who worked on Mother Three with kind of this very cute sprite aesthetic and a very wacky sense of humor. I hope it comes out. That'd be a nice little small game to come out in the next few months. Wacky sense of humor does sound like them. Yeah. And it sounds like me. <laughs> you have any other third party thoughts? Any other third party stuff that could get announced here? Ooh, um, hmm. I don't know what it would be, but it'd be cool if Sega threw something up there. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah, hard to... Th oh! Oh! Thank you for reminding me, because here's something that's probably going to happen. Okay. Uh, Sega did announce their lineup of Sega Ages games. Ah. Uh, uh, Sega Ages being sort of... Uh, they got M2, these guys that are just the best around at emulating old games right. at like making fantastic emulation software for old games they're getting m2 to make updated re-releases of several of their older games some of them that have never gotten re-released in this fashion before uh sonic the hedgehog thunder force 4 mm -hmm. and the original fantasy star are the first up on the slate okay uh, and these things have cool little quality of life upgrades like fantasy star will automatically fill a map in for you as you like navigate dungeons and stuff which is great yeah and it has a bestiary now um sonic the hedgehog adds in the spin dash and it also adds the drop dash from sonic mania right and they all have like upgrades like that uh, uh sonic and thunder force were initially going to release in late august worldwide and that got delayed so the first two sega ages games could absolutely be a you can get them on the eShop after this direct uh, announcement. That's uh, that's happening. That's, that's cool. Yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. Happy to accidentally help. Another thing that happened today uh, is that Mega Man 11 got a demo uploaded to the Switch eShop as well as the PS4 and Xbox One digital storefronts. And I don't remember it being announced beforehand. Right. So I bet they were going to announce the Mega Man 11 demo during the Direct. Sure. And then the demo just got uploaded anyway. That makes sense. Yeah. So I guess in terms of other potential announcements, a lot of people are thinking slash hoping that we'll get like a Castlevania game announcement for the Switch. Okay. Right. Uh, we'll get a new Castlevania game because Simon Belmont's coming to Smash. And when a Mega <laughs> Man came to Smash, we got a new Mega Man game finally. 
Funnily enough, that works exactly to the tune of uh, Simon Belmont's coming to smash. <laughs> he's cracking a whip. He's killing death. Now he's gonna kill Dracula. Simon <laughs> Belmont's coming to smash. Hey! He... Alright, sorry. Go on. <laughs> He whips you when you're dead. <laughs> he, he whips when you're you alive. Dead. <laughs> oh, that's better. He whips you if you've been bad or good because you're dead either way. Hey! <laughs> anyway, what's up? <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I think it's a bit soon for a new Castlevania announcement. Uh-huh. I don't think we're going to get it here. But I do think that Castlevania is coming back within the next year or so. I would like that. I'd like that, too. For I... Castlevania to exist in any form other than on the side of pachinko machines sounds <laughs> pretty good to me. It does to me, too. I don't know if I trust current-day Konami to swing that, but we'll see. Yeah. Swing, swing that, that whip. whip. Oh! Oh, God. We hang out like... <laughs> we're the same person. Yeah. We like live together. Let's or make other friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that covers all the non-Smash stuff I can think of. Okay. What about the Smash stuff you can think of? So the Smash stuff I can think of, obviously, I think we'll get some Smash talk, but uh, it won't be quite as much of a focus as it was during, say, the Smash Direct. <laughs> right. Right. But I think we'll get at least one new character. I think anywhere from one to three new character announcements is a likelihood. Okay. Actually, I think one thing I want to do, actually, is uh, usually we save uh, the roster predictions that we've made thus far for the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But I think I think we should examine them now so we can talk about which of our predictions might show up during this Direct. Let's do it. So the predictions we've gotten right so far is that every character from Smash 4 would return, uh, the Ice Climbers would come back, Wolf would come back, and Ridley would be a brand new playable character. Right. Characters we've gotten wrong is that we did not see every Smash character ever returning. And neither did anybody. <laughs> uh, we thought that Scapone from Joy Mac Fight would be playable. Scapone's in a Sis Trophy. We thought that Bomberman would be playable. Bomberman's in a Sis Trophy. Sean thought that Minda would be playable. Minda's in a Sis Trophy. Uh. We did not see Simon Belmont, Richter Belmont, Krom, Dark Samus, or King K. Rule <laughs> uh, coming as playable characters. Some we thought were more likely than others, but we ultimately did not predict any of them. We should really just change this podcast name to like a smashing That's <laughs> about as well as we've done so far on the prediction front. I feel like our upswing is coming. I feel like our, our redemption <laughs> is nearby. All right, man. <laughs> Ride this wave of optimism with me, Sean. <laughs> Ride Write it less enthusiastically, will you? <laughs> Thanks. So, <Yep. laughs> so we've we predicted uh, a handful of characters beyond that over the past twenty something episodes. Uh-huh. Over the past twenty episodes, and let's go over them. So, Captain Toad. Captain Toad is one of those characters that I feel is less likely the more time goes by. Yeah. Um, I'm like I'm borderline about to like unpredict him, but we'll we'll keep him there. I don't have a feeling he's going to be here either because I'm. I'm starting to feel that he won't be anywhere. Okay. Our Rex with Pyrrha and Mithra. Right. And this one, I think, is very likely of being announced at this Direct. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is getting all its DLC out. Uh Uh-huh. The story expansion is coming out, like, a week later. So, tying in with that and saying that Rex 
with Pyramithra is a playable character, I think makes a whole lot of sense. I agree. So I I say that's one of the characters that could be announced. Okay. Uh, the Monster Hunter, I think, has some likelihood of being announced here. Sure. We, we had, just got Monster Hunter Generations. Yeah, we just got Monster Hunter Generations. We got that set up with the Rathalos announcement. Uh-huh. And I, I think following through with a Monster Hunter announcement makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense to my heart. Uh, we've predicted Sora from Kingdom Hearts, and I could see it happening here. Okay. I could see Sora happening. They might save that for, like... Their last direct, sure. you know, their la- like right before Smash comes out, it's like, by the <laughs> right. way, fucking Sora's in this game. I... Sora, <laughs> Goofy, I can't do Donald. <laughs> I... Oh. <laughs> I, I can't. I I can make random noises. No, I, I can't. just say it's like. That's like the Donald where like he gets he gets attacked by the heartless and he's slowly <laughs> transforming and trying to tell Sora to run. My voice is turning normal for me. <clears throat> Sora, we can't save him. We have to go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, that's the worst thing we've done on this whole podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> anyway, I think Sora's in the game, but I don't know about this direct being where they they drop that whammy. Okay, uh, we predicted the rabbit. I feel like the rabbit's still getting announced at Paris Games Week. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we predicted Ribbon Girl. I, I think Ribbon Girl has potential. She's got a shot. Yeah, she's got a shot, but I, I'm not super feeling her for this direct specifically. Same. And we both predicted Isaac Rice from Golden Sun. I think this is the perfect direct for him to be announced, actually. Mm, all right, why is that? Uh, September feels like this in-between point where it feels like a good place to announce kind of this this retro, like, sort of culty character, right? Okay. Uh, also, um, uh, a lot of Isaac hints have been getting dropped here and there. Uh, there's this cool, like, picture of, like, uh, Rathalos uh, fighting a bunch of Fire Emblem characters on the main site, and the camera <laughs> angle looks just like a Golden Sun battle, basically. Ah. Um so yeah, I'm really feeling Isaac, actually. Alright. I predicted, separate from Sean, uh-huh. Heihachi. Uh. <laughs> this happens every episode. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, would be announced, and I don't know, I don't see him really happening here. Or ever. I, I, I see him more likely as DLC now. Hmm. <laughs> uh, and I think he could happen during this direct, but I'm he's not one of my frontrunners. Okay. And... I uh, I predicted Rockruff from right. Gen 7 of Pokemon, and I think it makes a lot of sense for a Pokemon newcomer to be announced here, even sure. if it's not Rockruff. Okay. I'm sticking to Rockruff as my personal prediction. So your predictions. Yes. Uh, you predicted Mac Rider. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you think about him showing up at the September Direct? Coin toss, basically. Cool. Yeah. Like, the you know, I could see them putting a cool retro character in there, but... You know, not necessarily more or less than any other kind of character. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you predicted Marx from the Kirby franchise. What do you think about his chances right now? Uh, I, don't, I don't think that this is going to be the uh, direct where, the... you know, he shows up, if any, direct at all. Okay. Like, you know, we don't really have anything Kirby-ish in the works, I don't think, that might yeah. get, like, attention there. So right. So kind of weird. You think that he's going to, like, slip in, like... 
right before the game comes out as an announcement, or do you think that he's going to be DLC, if anything, at this point? Um, one of those two, I'm not sure which one. Okay. Uh, you predicted a Gen 8 starter would be in the game at some point as DLC, so you're probably not thinking that they'll be at the September Direct. Almost certainly not, Yeah, unless we get some startling Pokemon announcements. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee are coming out November, 3rd, November 16th, and we'd like to say, fuck that game. <laughs> Look at this right. new generation right the fuck now. It's coming out after this direct, baby. <laughs> this new Pokemon, Zargapuff, is going to be in Smash. <laughs> Get that shit. 2019, more like 2019. And then the direct just ends. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie just like puts like on like a giant novelty pair of shades and like finger guns out of the room right yes yeah he actually uses actual guns <laughs> gun guns out of the room speaking of guns your last prediction so far is shadow the hedgehog <laughs> um i think that he is the most likely out of my predictions to show up i especially if there's sega news yeah i agree with that i uh sakurai at every direct so far has announced a co- at least like a couple echo fighters yeah I'm not predicting Shadow, but I think I think Shadow's definitely got a shot for this direct specifically. Yeah. Cool. Okay. We think that one to three of any of those characters will show up. If I had to say the most likely appearance for me would probably be Isaac, followed by Rex. Okay. Followed by Monster Hunter. All right. What about you? Oh, boy. Uh, okay. So I'm going to say, uh, let's see, Isaac, Monster Hunter, Shadow. Okay, nice. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Other Smash stuff that I could see them talking about uh-huh. is like a reveal of a new mode or something. Sure, sure. And maybe they'll finally talk about Spirits mode. Yeah. I could see them saving this for like a November Smash Direct or something. Sure. But I also think that this could be a nice point to be like, hey, Smash is going to have some kind of a story thing, and here it is. Okay. Um. So I think we'll get more details about Spirits mode. I'm, I'm feeling kind of 50-50 on that, but... I guess I'm feeling kind of glass half full today. Okay. Do you have any smash predictions that you want to make for this direct? Um, I think like you that smash is going to occupy a smaller part of this direct than it has in previous directs and Nintendo announcements. Yeah. I think that we are going to get one new character. Okay. Specifically. And I also think that we are going to get some new gameplay information. Like I think they're going to, it's going to be kind of a short thing where they're like, this is a spirits mode and this is what it's like. And then, you know, you'll think that that's it, but then you see the logo and we get a new character. That's oh. my prediction for the flow of the whole thing. Okay, nice. I think that the direct will open with a character announcement. Okay. We might get a character announcement in the middle and then the end will be some smash talk that closes out with another character direct. Okay. Uh, another character reveal. Okay. So I think we'll get a minimum of two character reveals, possibly more Especially if we account for Echo Fighters. Cool. Well, I hope you are correct. Me too. (laughs) So, let's open some listener mail. So, our first mail is an email from Barnacle Man. Oh. And I think, Sean, you'll really like this mail from Barnacle Man. Okay. I mean, he's already great because I'm assuming that this is like after Mermaid Man dies, Barnacle Boy takes on the mantle of man and grows up to become a vigilante all his own. Oh, good. So, you know, good going. I got a SpongeBob reference now. Don't now, blame me. Now now my girlfriend can listen to this podcast again. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Mr. Krabs. Holy shit, that that actually was not bad. Thanks. Uh, okay. <laughs> or that's more of a yeah, squid word. Yeah, you, you slid down from like a 7.5 <laughs> out of 10 to like a 6 there. Thanks. <laughs> well, you know, hey, uh, six uh, tentacles, because that was a squid. A squid word. SpongeBob. Ah, <laughs> oh, SpongeBob. <laughs> Another day. <clears throat> no, I can't do it. <laughs> Another day. Oh man, I, I'm sometimes my squid words like right there, you know. But the, today he's out to lunch, I guess. Yeah. Oh, SpongeBob. Oh, there. Oh, another day. Another migraine. Bitch. <laughs> you know what? It's more like it's actually like the the fake Snape from Potter Puppet Pals. <laughs> I am Snape, yeah. the potions oh, master. Ron Weasley. What is this mysterious ticking noise? All right, that, well, that was a little too sexy. <laughs> oh, what is this? Oh, what, what if I take off Potter. my sock? <laughs> uh, so, so Barnacle Man. Yes, l- yes. Let's find out what I will like about this email. Hey, guys. I don't know if you've talked about this already, but what are your thoughts on the theory going around that Skull Kid will be the next newcomer announcement. Ooh, I will like this. First of all, here's the normal evidence. Skull Kid has not been confirmed as an assist trophy yet and was seemingly replaced by the moon. Hmm. That's a funny sentence by itself. (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, Sorry. Young Link's final smash was not shown in his character trailer, which means he may have a Majora's Mask-themed final smash to be revealed alongside Skull Kid. Ah... After King K. Rule's reveal, it seems like Nintendo has a villain's theme going, hmm. and Skull Kid fits into that. Now, here's my favorite conspiracy theory-level piece of evidence. <laughs> the furniture behind Sakurai in the last Smash Direct. Huh. There are two chairs to the right of him. One is yellow, and one is purple. And their shades perfectly match the fairy's tattle and tail from Majora's Mask. Uh... Then if you look to the left of Sakurai, there's a couch with a color palette of olive green, orange, and brown, all of which perfectly match Skull Kid. <laughs> also, if you look back to the E3 Direct, Sakurai is in a treehouse-like room with a barrel next to him. It may have been a subtle hint for King K. Rule. Mm-hmm. If all of this really was intentional, it's hilarious to imagine Sakurai custom-ordering furniture and upholstery <laughs> just to mess with people on the internet. <laughs> Thanks for reading! <laughs> That is a great capstone to that email. That is really funny. Yes, yes hello, Furniture-san. I would like to order a couch and some chairs. Could so, you please make them inspired by this mask I'm sending you? Yeah, a lot of people have sort of latched onto the idea of Skull Kid maybe being playable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the arguments I'm seeing for it aren't bad. I, I just can't wrap my head around what the hell his moveset would be. Sure. What what would the hell would his moveset be, Sean? <laughs> Uh, if I had to design Skull Kid, I would probably make him, you know, the sort of character that sort of summons other characters to do his bidding. Uh-huh. Like maybe other villains from Majora's Mask could pop up. He could, like, send out Tattle and Tail to mess with you. Um, I think there's definitely potential there. And Sakurai being Sakurai, I'm sure he'd come up with some cool stuff. Oh, definitely. Having said that, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm not feeling the idea that Skull Kid is going to be a new character. Uh, for in it's kind of difficult for me to articulate why, but that's just kind of that's how I'm feeling about it. That's fair. 
I would love to be clear <laughs> if Skull Kid were a character, I would learn how to play him and then I would play him exclusively. However, I just something about him tells me that he will not be a new character in the game. Yeah, I'm really feeling this argument actually. And okay. I I'm not going to predict him personally myself. Sure. But I also just kind of get this gut feeling that it's more likely that I'm wrong. Uh. Like, um I yeah, I I could see it. I, I think I think Isaac and Skull Kid both have a lot of overlapping things going for them sure. somehow in in the running to this next direct. And out of the two, I feel a little bit like Isaac might be more likely. But if it's Skull Kid, that's awesome. And yeah. I yeah, somehow I won't be too surprised. Although I would have been shocked if he was if, <laughs> if they announced Skull Kid at E three, I would have been like, "What the right. fuck?" But, but now I, it it makes sense in a weird way to have a new Zelda character that isn't the third link. You know, that I isn't a fourth link. I really hope that you are correct and that Barnacle Man is is uh, correct for the reasons that he specified. Yeah, because oh, I would love to have Skull Kid in the game. I just think that would be so great. It'd be really cool. That that definitely be like. A pleasant surprise for sure. Yeah, but yeah, thank you so much for that email, Barnacle Man. Good, yes. good takedown of all of that. Absolutely. Pika Ed says, "I believe we may get a character reveal, and I'm calling it now. Most of the remaining non-Echo reveals will be choices that the majority of Smash fans will not be expecting. Uh huh. And the one character I noticed that most Smash fans are actively dismissing." Despite covering the RPM triangle. Ha <laughs> ha yeah, Pika ED. Get I, that shit. I am, of course, talking about Steve from Minecraft. <laughs> I could All say right. how a character that could build and place blocks on the stage could be really cool, but I should let you guys do the speculation. I know I might be too late, but I've been listening since episode one, and I could never work up the nerve to send an email. Aww. Thanks for the podcast. This is my favorite Smash Ultimate speculation podcast. Wow. Pika ED. Thank you, Pika ED. First of all, thank you for normalizing the completely normal RPM <laughs> triangle. Second yeah, of all, thanks. Th uh, thanks for writing in. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, we've actually mentioned uh, C from Minecraft as a possibility before mm -hmm. in one of our third-party episodes. And between the two, we eventually settled on Banjo-Kazooie as being more likely yeah. as a rep from Microsoft. And then we eventually decided that Banjo-Kazooie wasn't that likely after all. <laughs> um, I, like, I think that uh, Steve from Minecraft, whatever quibbles I may have about his physical design, does have cool moveset potential. Oh, yeah. You know, there's definitely a lot of cool stuff that they could do with him in uh, in Smash. Yeah, he's, he's got cool moveset potential. He's definitely got that popularity. He's definitely got that relevance. And Nintendo and Microsoft have a working relationship now. Sure. I think people are sleeping on the possibility of Steve uh, going as far to say as, like, he's a trash character that would never be in the game. I don't think he would never be in the game. Right. I, I think he has legitimate possibility, especially as, like, a DLC character or something. Sure. One thing I would almost say is more likely than Steve himself is a Minecraft stage. That'd be cool. That way, mine, that way Minecraft gets that representation that it deserves as kind of... A super iconic part of gaming history at this point yeah and a, a franchise that nintendo fans love mm -hmm. but there's just this feeling that even if even if they kind of like up steve's model a bit <laughs> that his blocky ass would just not in a game with game and watch in it yeah and 
and everything else, he somehow doesn't feel like he would fit aesthetically. It's very him. hard for me to imagine him in Smash. Yeah. That said, I, I absolutely do not think there's a 0% chance of Steve. Yes. Um, but I'm not predicting it at the no, same time. Me neither. Yeah. But thank you for reminding us, PKED, that he should not be completely looked over. Agreed. And thank you for your mail. Yes. Here's some mail from Rafiq T. Ah, thanks, Rafiq T. Don't know if you've already considered this, but I think the inclusion of Shovel Knight already places this in the realm of possibility. Cuphead. (laughs) He already has all the moves. Their effects and range just need tweaking. He can be 2D like Game & Watch. Any of the stages could work with any of the bosses. King Dice's stage would be epic. Uh, Mugman and Chalice can be Echo Fighters. Additionally... If Cuphead isn't a full-on character, there's another wild notion to consider. Cuphead as an Echo Fighter of Mega Man. Oh. But I highly doubt that would be the case, because Echo Fighters like to hang in their own games, and no one has broken that precedent yet, to my knowledge. Uh, That's correct, Rafiq. Okay. So yeah, that's my prediction. If Shovel Knight made it, Nintendo might be hiding the Cuphead curveball. (laughs) I think there's a 65% chance. Wow. Thank you, Rafiq, yeah. for that mail. That's a so, bold prediction. Very bold prediction. Uh, my personal take, I think there's a 0% chance <laughs> of Cuphead. Uh, the the biggest reason being that uh, I feel like Microsoft personally kind of has their hooks in Cuphead right now. Hmm. I think there might be a, a, an exclusivity deal with Cuphead. I see. That it can only be on Microsoft consoles right now. Okay. And it's only been on Microsoft so far. It's only been on the Xbox One. It and the upcoming DLC have shown no indication at all that they're going to be on the PS4 or the Switch anytime in the near future. And every guest character to date has had at least one appearance on a Nintendo platform. Mm -hmm. Even Cloud has shown up in stuff like Chain of Memories and Final Fantasy Feet Rhythm. Right. You know, like stuff that is not Final Fantasy VII, but he's still technically filled that I've been on a Nintendo platform sure. uh, thing. Um, Cuphead would be cool, but very interesting. But I think Shovel Knight was the indie character that had the most chances, mm-hmm. that had the highest chance of being in Smash Bros. And since he is an assist trophy, I think that sort of dismisses the possibility of any other indie character being playable. I agree with you there, though. I would like to reiterate that I think Cuphead would be a bomb-ass character. Oh, he'd be bomb-ass yeah. as hell. Yeah. Great moves of potential. Actually, even as an Echo Fighter of Mega Man, which I think is less likely than him appearing as a standalone character, Yeah, that would be really cool. It would. It really would. Yeah, I think Shovel Knight as an assist trophy means that, yeah, we're not seeing Cuphead as playable, we're not seeing Shantae uh, as playable, and we're not seeing Sans from Undertale as playable, I think. Sure. Those are all... Uh, going to be like regular trophies at the very most Yeah. at this point. Uh, and I don't think Cuphead's showing up at all because, yeah, I just think he needs to be on a Nintendo platform first before sure. before Sakurai will even look at him, before Sakurai will even give him the time of day. Oh, man, just imagine, like, sad jazz music playing while Cuphead frowns. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks for writing, Rafiq. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we got a tweet from Brendan Newborn on Twitter. This isn't related to Metroid. 
However, it is related to you guys. <laughs> I was wondering what your first experiences with Smash Bros. were. Thanks. Okay. I actually have kind of a funny story about this. Nice. Um, Go for it. <laughs> wait, actually. Okay. Wait. What? If... Your story is funny. Maybe I should go first because my story is less funny. Uh, go ahead. Okay. I, I guess it's not completely uninteresting. 2001, mm -hmm. uh, it was my freshman year of high school, and it was like within the first couple months I was there, our school, Booker High School, uh, was kind of loose. Uh, <laughs> it was, was very like – it was a very chill yes. school, and you could get away with a lot there, especially if you were a member of the VPA program, the Visual Performing Arts program. I was a member of the theater program, and basically what that means sometimes is that uh, for your last two periods of the day, you kind of get, like, free reign of a lot of the school <laughs> because you're you're generally taking your classes from that program. There was, like, there was an art program, there was a TV program, there was a theater program. Mm -hmm. Dance. Yeah. Music. So, yeah. So one of the earliest days, uh, when lunch was about to end, I just I was just kind of wandering around and checking out all the departments. And in the art room, <laughs> in the art room, a bunch of people had hooked up an N64 to a TV and were playing the original Smash Bros. Ah. Uh, and this was a couple months before Smash Bros. Melee would come out. Uh-huh. So I checked that out and I just watched them play Smash Bros. I'm like, I didn't know that. Pikachu was in a fighting game. How do I play this? Where do I get this? And then uh and then a few months after that, Melee came out and it blew up and everyone right. and their dog played Melee if if they had a GameCube. Um so I eventually got to experience it through friends and stuff because I didn't have a GameCube or an N sixty four of my own for a very long time. Sure. I eventually remedied that by getting any Smash Bros. game I could get my hand on. Right. And it has led to this moment. Wow, and the rest is history. But what's your funny story? Uh, yeah, so my really excellent friend Lonnie, who is a frequent uh, writer into this podcast. Yeah, we haven't heard from him. Um, he and I were both really excited about the original Smash coming out. You know, he had Nintendo Power, and we were all up on the Smash knowledge. Nice. Just really geared up for that game to come out. <laughs> And then on the, uh, like, during the period of time where it came out, he got grounded. I don't <laughs> remember specifically what he did. His dad's kind of an asshole and would ground him for stupid shit all the time. Mm. Uh, but on uh, this particular occasion, he was grounded. And the punishment was uh, you cannot play video games for the duration of the time that you're grounded. However, his parents never said he couldn't watch video <laughs> games. So my first Smash experience was being in my bedroom, playing Smash, with Lonnie looking over my shoulder and fucking salivating because he wanted to play this game so badly, but he couldn't because he was grounded. <laughs> and, I, and I was just showing him, like, yeah, this is what Fox can do. And he'd be like, oh, man, I really want to play this. <laughs> uh, he did eventually get to play it, and he actually played Melee before me. So he, oh, nice. He, that was a big jumping-off point for him. That, that is some lawful neutral shit right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's like yeah you're just playing it in front of him he's like clearly experiencing the game and it's like you didn't say i couldn't watch no no exactly yeah oh man that's that is some great like middle school loophole stuff elementary school maybe for you fifth grade i think yeah all right yeah, yeah that's some 
classic classic for that age yes yeah good shit yeah, yeah. That, that is good i'm glad you went second yeah thanks um, thanks for uh writing in brendan i appreciate it yeah we we always love kind of these off off the cuff not necessarily the episode we're talking about questions agreed so yeah keep keep sending those in whoever you are yeah well we know who is brendan I I meant to our listeners in oh, general. I see. <laughs> <laughs> you mystery man. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess this. I I guess since we did our predictions a little early, that's that's the stuff that we usually talk about in the episode. Yeah. If you wanna know where else you can listen to us or find us, I have another podcast. It's called Play This with an exclamation point. Yes. Uh, we finally put up the Marvel Ultimate Alliance episode not yes. too long ago. And it's it's fun. It's long. And and Marvel Ultimate Alliance is a fun but bad and weird game. <laughs> and Sean is in the episode. So you Damn. get to hear both of us alongside with my regular co-host at the time, Max Lando, and another guest, Colin DeClue who is a peach, an absolute darling. He is. Of more interest to you guys, uh, Max, my usual co-host Max, is on paternal leave, and while he is, Sean is filling in as a temporary co-host for at least a couple episodes. I am. We just recorded an episode where we played through Evil Land 2 at Colin's request. Yes. And that episode should be up in the very near future. Um, I had a really great time recording it. It is an honor to be a part of that podcast because it's one of my favorite podcasts. And so uh, I hope that you all, uh, you know, check it out and uh, see if you like it. I think you'll like it a lot. Yeah, we're we're a little less dumb on <laughs> on play that uh, yeah, marginally. Play yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, still still a fun time, and we we talk about non Nintendo stuff and general video game news, and that's. That's nice. It is. Yeah. If you are interested in checking out some of my other work, listening to my voice in various other ways, uh, my YouTube channel is R.E. Chief, and I can also be found at SoundCloud.com for, uh, yeah, forward slash re underscore chief. Uh, the former for Let's Plays and the latter for Memes and Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on A Smashing Theory... Our September Nintendo Direct reactions episode, where we will watch that Nintendo Direct whenever it comes out, yeah. and fully analyze that and go over what we got right from this episode and what we got wrong, and what we're excited about, and and how great it is that Isaac's in the game now. So Look forward to it. <laughs> um, if the direct comes out next week, then we will record the episode next week mm -hmm. and you'll get a bonus episode a little earlier than usual if it comes out in two weeks then then you'll you'll get it at your normal smashing theory time we don't foresee the nintendo direct coming out any later than then because they're absolutely getting that out before tokyo game show yeah you can count on it so when it comes out and you want to share your own reactions with us you can tweet a smashing theory or send an email to a smashing theory at gmail.com. You can also feel free to send us any smash related questions that you want us to read on the podcast or just any questions at all. We love reading your mail. We love answering your questions. We do. And you all send us so much and we can't read all of it, but we read all of it and we love it. So thank you for everything you send. Agreed on all counts. We will see you whenever a direct happens.
And until then, I hope that you have a smashing time. <laughs> Did the smashing time guy get like a weird back rub in the middle of that? He just realized in the middle of that that, uh, you know, the Heihachi is not going to be in the game. And he got really excited. <laughs> he sounded more mad, really. He sounded like upset. Well, maybe he's a big fan of Heihachi. And so he was upset. But either way, he's not going to be in the game. Goodbye! <laughs> <laughs>